0: Welcome to All the Social Ladies, a podcast bringing you candid conversations with the boldest women in digital marketing. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media, and let's get into the show. There's technology and then there's talking it out. And Catherine Rose has built a technology marketplace that allows us to do both. She's created a company called Wise Her, which I'll tell you all about, which connects women with smart leaders who can help them build the business of their dreams. Take a listen. Welcome, Catherine, to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. You know, I'm thrilled to have you on the show. You and I know each other through an awesome networking group that we are in together, which I love. But I got to read all about you when I was researching you for the show. And I'm so impressed with everything that you've done.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, same to you. I I just I've been following you for years. I've known Dave for a long time. And so yeah, I'm excited to be here and talk a little bit about it. But yeah, I'm excited about what's coming in the future too.
0: Yay! So there are there are so many moments just looking at your career and what I was able to find so many moments I could see as as ones that I would define as defining moments in a career. But I'd love to ask you what three moments you see as having really the biggest impact on your career.
1: Well, I think the first one would, would be that I had to realize that sales wasn't a dirty word, you know? So, yes. so when I was in college, my dad was in financial planning for many, many years. And he would say, you know, you'd be a great salesperson. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do sales, you know? And so I think one of the defining moments was probably my late 20s where I was like, you know what? I can do that. And so I went ahead and did it. And it was really an exciting time. I I really love sales because I think and we need a lot more women in sales. Yes. But I think it's just from from that perspective, that was a big defining moment in my career figuring out that hey, you know what? I can do sales and it's okay, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, the next part I think would be I was on Wall Street in late 2006, early 2007 when everything melted down. And I, you know, they shut our division. I was eight half months pregnant. Oh. Uh, my, I know my mom had a brain aneurysm and she's now paraplegic. It was like a bad country song, you know, and I can look back on it a little bit easier than I did before. But when you're in it, yeah. And I knew I had to do something else. And I said, well, you know, what can I do? And I started looking at online marketing because it was something I could do, you know, at two in the morning, you know, (laughs) when my, my son woke me up for feedings. So, yeah, so I started working in SEO and then I added social media. And that opened up just such a huge world for me you know, as a mom, I was living in outside New York, and I just moved from the Boston area. So I didn't have a lot of mom friends or anything yet. And right. so it just opened up such a huge world. So I'd say that would be number two. And then number three is, you know, just the last year and a half when I decided to embark on this new adventure, launching WiseHer and the and the technology platform has been a huge defining moment because I've I've had to really push myself to learn even more new things and you know really work with people all across the world and and so
0: that i th- i would say those three were the most defining moments i hear such a theme in that because what i really i i see a lot of in your story is freedom right sales is something that's so feared by people because of the tie to the number and because it seems like a dirty word like you have to be aggressive to sell but in right. reality if you're a good seller you have the freedom to set your own time and experience. You make your number and you kind of are are more free. Same thing with your desire to get into digital and social media marketing when your world was falling apart because you needed the freedom of time. It's really about taking control of your destiny and having that freedom. And I, I love that part of your story.
1: Yes, definitely. It's really it's, you know, that taking control of your time also and being able to embrace change. I mean, you know, things happen all the time. I think resilience is something that I've had to master. It's not something that comes naturally to people. And, you know, I know a lot of people, even in my circles, that haven't really had a lot of things happen that they've had to kind of come back from. And when you have a lot of things that you've you've had to really work through, I think resilience is something that is key, you know, as well, but definitely the freedom, especially when I became a mom, it's so important to be able to
0: have the ability to step back if you have to, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about this latest venture. You've done so many things and had so many lives in your career. Tell me about Wiseher.
1: So, yes, thank you. So Wise her was really born out of this, you know, out of the idea that women have a really difficult time starting, growing, and scaling businesses. And why is that? You know, so I started looking at this two years ago, really looking at the ecosystem of women entrepreneurs and business owners and just peeling back the onion. And we're 12 million of us, a little over 12 million of us, and 90% are solopreneurs and 88% make less than $100,000 and i thought what wow. is going on and i mean of course you wouldn't know it if you you know looked at your facebook feed everyone's six figures right
0: right <laughs> but, all the time
1: but statistics don't you know bear that out so i started really looking at what the issue was and at first i thought oh they just need more business so i started developing something to you know kind of top of the funnel to send women more business and then when i started really i came out from behind my computer and i started going to every single woman's networking event i could find it could you know it could be two people there it could be 200 people there and just asking you know questions and i also have a pretty extensive list about 200,000 women on my email list and so i just started doing surveys and really what i found was if i sent more business it would crush them it's the, you know, because they don't have the basic skills or the network to tap into to give them the basics of business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do they get an attorney? Do they have a CPA? Do they have a bookkeeper even, you know, some of those just business basics and then how do I hire even a part-time person? What's the difference between an employee and a contractor and just some of these things and and sometimes too it's just a basic question. I just want to know how to set up a Facebook page, but I don't want to read about it. I don't have time, or take a six-week course. I just want to talk to somebody. So those were the kinds of fe- that was the feedback that I was getting from all of these surveys and, and conversations. And so we took that and we built into Wiseher. And so Wiseher is a marketplace for information where we have experts in business and everything from marketing to HR to any type of business. You know, question you could have. And we, users come in with a question and they find an expert to help them. But then the next piece of it was just to keep it affordable because, you know, there's a lot of pay for advice sites out there, but their rates are just just too expensive. So we set up WiseHer as a social enterprise. So a portion of our proceeds every year go back to women in business in the form of grants. So our experts are willing to step up and really support this community at really affordable rates because they know that portion of the money is going back to help women.
0: I love that. And in building this, which sounds like a, a fabulous, fabulous marketplace, when you're building this, how did you use social media and digital marketing to get the word out?
1: Well, I wrote a bunch of books on social and and I really just I've always loved it ever since I started working in it. But I would say Facebook has been a huge help for us. You know, I have a pretty extensive network on my personal page. So I've reached out to people. I have involved in a lot of women in tech groups and female founder groups. so being able to reach out through there. But then, of course, LinkedIn, I have almost ten thousand LinkedIn connections now. so you know, so I've just really tapped into those networks. And, social's and so really just growing through
0: using social for word of mouth, truly.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, we haven't, I mean, I've been building it for a year and bootstrapping it. So as you probably know, like it takes a while to get these things launched, especially if you don't have, you know, million dollars of, or $10 million of VC money. So it's been coming soon for a while. And I'm just so fortunate that I have social because I can still keep our presence out there. And I still get interviews and, you know, I'm um, featured in, in, in different things and speaking opportunities to talk about WiseHer, even though we're not, we're still in beta, we're not officially launched. So social has just been huge for us.
0: Wonderful. And I know you mentioned a lot of technology groups that you're in and as a founder of a technology company, what tech trends do you think will have the most impact on the way we communicate with our consumer base?
1: That is a great question because we've been having a lot of this debate because everything is AI and AR and VR and all this. And and I have found I actually built, I taught myself how to build the chat bot for WiseHeR. And it's and it's there. I mean, it's in the background. Because we, you know, we thought, oh, we can automate some of these processes. But then when you actually look at Artificial intelligence and chatbots and things. Anytime you ask Siri or even Alexa something, I mean, how often do they say, you know, I don't know that, or um, <laughs> let me find something around the web, right? Hmm, let me just try. Right, that for right you. exactly. And so it just hasn't gotten there yet. And I think yeah. that is as, as great as that sounded. When I started really looking at it, I thought, you know, I still think people want to talk to people, you know. Yeah. So it's there, and we'll roll it out as soon as we as soon as we feel it's appropriate, and then it's going to be useful. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I don't think Alexa is useful or Siri is useful. It's not as useful as the promise of AI was, if that makes sense. Absolutely.
0: So don't so don't focus too much on the technology can be used to help fuel human connection, but human connection is still essential is what you're saying. Yes, that's my view of it. Absolutely. Wonderful. And I know you talked about building the bot. That's not the only thing that you've really taught yourself in this process of running a technology company. You taught yourself coding, SEO, you learn social media entirely on your own. All of these things are advancing all the time and it's easy to fall behind. Talk to me about how you, number one, how do you go about when you want to learn a new thing and you're trying to teach yourself? What are the best ways to do it? And then, number two, how do you stay ahead of the game when things are changing all the time? So,
1: I'm going to use the Wise Her example because one of the reasons I started Wise Her was because all those years ago, when the Wall Street melted down and I started calling all my old brokers, I'm a salesperson, right? So, the first right. thing I did was pick up the phone and call everybody I know and say, hey, how can i help you grow your business i can do sales training marketing and they also said they wanted their websites to rank in google and i thought how hard could that be right <laughs> so right. i said to my top client i said oh sure i could do that give me 2 weeks and i'll get back to you and then when i started googling it realizing oh my gosh this isn't so easy And then everybody wanted me to take their course or read their book and I didn't have time. So on just a whim, I was on Craigslist looking for something for my son and I typed in learn SEO and I found somebody on there who I paid for his time. And in two weeks, I got my first paying client as an SEO person. And then with social media, the same thing, your friend and mine, Mari Smith, she had many, many years ago, I think it was like back in 2007, eight, she would have this mentor with Mari uh, mastermind program. And I spoke with her. I got into her mastermind program. And in six months, I had my first social media client. So, you know, Wise Her was really a lot of what we're building here was really kind of out of my personal experience. So I always, I don't have, I mean, I do watch YouTube videos or I do, you know, I'll, I will read things. But if I want to learn something quickly, I'll find someone and I'll pay for their time because it just gets me from here to there faster. That's how I've built it. And then, As far as staying on top of trends, for me, I taught myself enough code to be dangerous. (laughs) So I understand the frameworks behind it. I I had to do HTML first, you know, back with social media because I was building my own website and stuff. So I started with HTML. I don't think I could code a whole website, but I knew enough to how to put widgets in and things like that. And I think as a tech founder, one of the things I found super beneficial is just learning how developers you know, how they think, how they speak, the development process, sprints, all that kind of stuff. So when you're giving them direction or asking them, you understand how these things fit together.
0: I love that. And I I love the idea of rather than just on a one way conversation, absorbing videos, having actual conversations with experts really allows you to learn more and more interactively. I think that's key.
1: Yeah. And I think it could be something even, I mean, a lot of the women that I speak to, I mean, my husband, that Ikea box shows up and he grabs those directions and it's A to B or whatever. And I just want to cry. I'm like, I do not want to see directions. That's a very good point.
0: Yeah. It's that we want that reassurance and the conversation with somebody else to make sure we're doing it right. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fabulous. I can't wait to see. So when is, so why is hers in beta launched now? And when is it fully releasing?
1: Well, we're trying, we're aiming for mid-February, but March is probably more realistic because we're we're continuing to onboard experts. And as we do that, we're getting feedback from them on certain processes that we're trying to tweak. And, you know, again, if, if we were, if we were a t- venture-backed company, I'd have a whole team of developers and we'd be, you know, and we'd be doing different testing. With this situation, we're just turning on the lights, but we still have to have you know, some processes and procedures in place. So yeah, so we're, so we're working it out, but we're really focusing on March. So it's Women's History Month and International Women's Day and all that kind of stuff. So we're super excited
0: about that. Was the decision to bootstrap intentional? Was it that you wanted to bootstrap versus going out and raising funds? Or was it that you just found that raising funds was too challenging?
1: Well, it's both. I would say that it's both. One is for me, I want to show that some traction because, you know, Look, I I was an investment banker. I understand risk, right? And as much as I feel confident in my ability to sell this idea, I don't think I would feel comfortable taking someone's money without some kind of traction. That's just me personally. But, you know, I'd heard, you know, you hear all the horror stories of women trying to raise money. And I thought, okay, I could go. And I I have a lot of friends in that world. I, I consulted actually with an angel investment group for years, just ad hoc when they needed it. And you know, I saw some of these people. It took them, you know, a year, eighteen months to raise the money. And I thought, well, if it's going to take me that long to raise the money, let me see if I can put this together with
0: paper clips and chewing gum,
1: and Absolutely. you know, like my guy yeah. it together, and get it out there in a year. And and so that's what we were trying to do.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page. I typically have shied away from any VC funding or anything like that, unless I had some kind of proven track record. And also, the other thing is, if you have the ability to sell. And that is innate within you as a founder, then I always look and that for me, I had a similar experience. I always found that I would be better at selling the product itself, selling what I could offer than going and trying to sell to VCs when I didn't have a proven track record. I thought it was it was a much stronger, safer approach for me.
1: Well, yeah, and I think too that you set your own terms. You know, there's 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 a little bit of of that whole negotiation back and forth. If you don't have a proven you know commodity or entity or whatever, and you're asking someone to give you money, they're going to give you a much lower valuation and than they would and when they're fueling your rise, right? So we want people to come in when we're we've started rising. Absolutely.
0: Okay, Catherine, I'm taking you on over to the lightning round. So free your mind, let everything go out of your head, and just say the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you the following three questions. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Would you rather have the ability to change the past or see the future?
1: Actually, neither. I would. Me I too. Would, uh, yeah. I mean, I think my past has really taught me. I mean, there's some things about my past, obviously, that I mean, my mom's banning you, stuff like that, like I would right. want to change, but I can't. Right. So I think that, you know, I, it's, it's just made me who I am and I'm not the person who wants to see how the story ends.
0: Like I want to see it unfold. Me too. I'd be too, actually mine comes, I think from my own anxiety. I'm too anxious <laughs> to see the future <laughs> and I'd be too anxious if I changed the past. Oh my gosh, what would happen? Right, it right. would be too much. That's my own, my own fear talking there. Okay. <laughs> what's your definition of success?
1: You know, I would probably have to defer to that, like that Emerson quote that about, you know, really just being able to, you know, leave the world a little bit better, either, you know, through my children or changing some kind of a social condition or redeeming something. I'm trying to paraphrase here, or just the fact that at this point in my life, I'd like to know that somebody's life was made better because I was here. So to me, that's success. And hopefully all the things I'm doing are are leading to that.
0: Awesome. And if one person saw you on social media who didn't know you, they opened up, were looking up your feeds, what three words do you think they'd use to describe you?
1: That I'm a positive person, that I'm hopefully inspiring and family-oriented. I mean, I do post a lot about my kids and my family.
0: Awesome. Catherine, where can people go to find out more about WiseHer? You can go to WiseHer.com
1: or we're on Facebook, Get WiseHer or Twitter at Get
0: Wise Her. Awesome. Catherine, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are one fabulous social lady. Thank you, Carrie. That was all the social ladies. Don't miss new episodes every week. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. I'm Carrie Kirpin, CEO of Likeable Media and author of Work It, Secrets for Success from the Boldest Women in Business. Follow me at Carrie Kirpin everywhere. And for more social smarts, be sure to follow Likeable at Likeable Media. Thanks for listening.